0: Welcome to the Words and Pictures podcast. I'm DJ Bowman-Smith and this is Words and Pictures podcast number 42. This week my guest is Anita Chapman. She'll be talking about her book, The Venice Secret. We'll also be talking a lot about marketing because it turns out Anita is also a bit of a marketing expert. So stick around for the interview. Okay, so at my desk this week, well, bit of a cautionary tale, had a bit of a shock Came in to um, use the big computer. I use two computers. I have a little MacBook Pro, which I actually record the podcasts on. um, Makes it nice and portable. I've got GarageBand on there, which if you have a MacBook, you'll know that is a free thing that you get with MacBooks. And it's perfectly adequate for um, uh, editing the podcasts. So that's that. But I also have a bigger computer uh, which has Word on it and all the other stuff, which is also linked up to my big graphics tablet. So it's, it's quite a big beast. Anyway, the thing is, it's getting a bit old and it's getting a little bit glitchy, the big computer. So I've been very busy doing some podcasts all this week, closed down my MacBook Pro in order to get onto the big computer, actually do some editing, writing and other stuff that I needed to get on with and uh, switched it on you know and it's a tower computer with a, with a big double screen switched it on and then oh no nothing happened anyway my husband's outside gardening so i called out to him and said oh you know i'm having a bit of a problem he said well he gave me the um, the stock answer with all technology and said you know have you tried yes switching it off and switching it on again so i duly did that and crossed my fingers still nothing happened so slightly horrified I, I kind of went back out and said it's it's not coming on it's completely blank and literally I have everything on this big computer the little Mac here I've got a Scrivener the podcasts are on here a few little bits you know and um, stuff that pops up automatically the emails and stuff like that but really my life is not on this Mac you know there's a, there's a few documents but really if I lost it I'd be annoyed, but it wouldn't be like the end of the world. Unlike the desktop computer, absolutely freaking out. So anyway, he came in to have a look at it. Thankfully, he is quite techie, Paul, and he can do these kinds of things. So he came in to give it a poke, and he fiddled around and switched it on, switched it off, and looked things up on his um, looked things up on his iPad as to how to fix it and what might be wrong. Anyway. In the meantime, I was just thinking, oh, my word, what if I have, in fact, lost all my work? <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, and all those things are going through your mind. Like, you know, how often, you know, when did I back it up last? Well, sometimes, you know, I'm quite good at backing up the, the computer and I have like a separate thing that I plug in. Um, I don't know what you call that. It's it's a separate thing that you plug in and you take a proper um, backup of the computer and it backs up the whole thing, the whole computer and and also I back up my work onto um different flash drives however when i sat in the in the other room because i just felt quite actually physically sick thinking that i'd lost everything um it really it made me realize that i really haven't backed up my stuff for for what a couple of weeks whereas really i need to do this you know definitely weekly so anyway i sat there thinking you know, if this has happened, I'm just going to have to cross that bridge and see, see what I can do, you know, in order to recover it. And it was, it was pretty frightening. Anyway, long story short, or, you know, probably long story, not short enough. uh, My husband came in and said, well, I've I've got it up. And what it was, was the cables had come out the back of the, of the big double screen that I have on the desk here. And um, that's what a that's what the problem was however the big computer is a bit glitchy and I do feel that you know in the fullness of time definitely within the next couple of months I'm going to replace it because it's got a bit old and my husband said the trouble is it's it's not enough computer now not since I've plugged in this big you know um, graphics tablet the big Wacom tablet which is marvelous I can't live without it now no, you know, since I've got that, he says, really, this computer's on overload and, and it's on borrowed time. You really need, really need to think about replacing it, which I definitely will do very soon. And, and you know, like it was, all it was was some loose wires. I mean, obviously, then we ran a big backup. We got out the, the whatever they are, the hard drives or whatever heads that you use for that and uh, plugged it all in and backed it all up. So I'm telling you this why. I'm telling you this because... You never know when it might happen. You know, I wouldn't say my stuff is too desperately old. You know, I wasn't expecting to think, oh, my word, have I lost all my work, you know, in one foul swoop. And uh, although I probably backed it up, you know, a month or so ago, you know, the most recent stuff is the stuff that you want, isn't it? Of course it is. You know, the book cover, the, you know, my edits that I've been doing, you know, from my editor, all that kind of stuff. So it was pretty scary. So I'm telling you this now, guys, you know, if you're a writer like me or if you're working on any computer for whatever project you're on, back it up, mate. It's just not worth the aggravation. I felt physically sick when that happened. It was pretty awful. Anyway, so that's me. That's me at the desk. At the desk, I am backing up my work more than I ever have because... It just brings it home to you that, you know, it could so easily got go wrong and we're so dependent on this stuff. Anyway, so anyway, that's enough of that. Come and have a listen to uh, Anita Chapman. She's a lovely lady, very knowledgeable and um, also a great writer. On the Words and Pictures podcast this week, my lovely guest is Anita Chapman. Now, I'm excited to talk to her, um, mostly because I am, in fact, reading her book, The Venice Secret, that she's just brought out. And, um, well I've looked through our stuff and I've got plenty to ask you so um, hello Anita and welcome to the Words and Pictures podcast. Hello thank you for inviting me to be here. Well it's lovely to lovely to have a chat with you and uh, I don't really know where to start. Um, I, I'm I've just, as we've just come on air, I've just held up Anita's book, which is absolutely delightful. And I'm reading it now, but I'm literally on the last two chapters and I still don't quite know Do you how know? it's going to pan out. Really? These, these, these two women have had a lot of bad luck with men, is all I can say. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But uh, but it's been a, it's been a lovely read. And what I've liked about it, um, Anita, is and I read everything, everything yes. from the pickle jar. I read smart. I read historical romance. I read, yes. You know, proper all literature, genres. all all the different stuff. Um, but I particularly enjoyed this book because it's a very. And, and I use the word, you know, it's probably not a good word to choose but it's a very nice book
1: it yeah. was a
0: lovely book to read at the end of the day to clear your mind and just read this lovely story about these two women and I love the the differences between them and also they seem to have a little bit of a similarity yeah uh yeah it's it's been it's been
1: great so you must have really enjoyed writing it I did enjoy it I did really enjoy writing it um yeah I did it 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 took a while to get the plot where I needed it to be, as I'm sure you understand. Um, And my editor was really helpful with that. And you'll see if you haven't finished it yet, you'll see how I pull the two timelines together, which is quite difficult when you're writing a dual timeline. It's quite a complex. Yeah, it's quite a complex plot. And did you
0: have to do a lot of research? Because I'll just explain to the listeners that you've got a, a, a woman who's living in today's world, a young woman. Um, you know, with today's morals, and then you've got a, somebody living in the 1700s. Yes, uh, 17th century. She, yeah, and so she's she's delightful, but obviously is um quite straight laced. Yes, she's, she's quite you're, naive. You're sort of, she's quite naive, and you're sort of talking about the whole um, these two characters, and each chapter it switches from one one person to the next. They're alternate chapters. These two the dual, yes, the dual the story. And it's been a delightful read. And as each chapter closes, I've been like, "No, hold on a minute." And then I'm like, oh, "Oh, really? Hold on, back on, back on the, back on the other one." You know. And I've almost sometimes I want to skip the other chapter. I do on on other. that when I do narrative but,
1: sometime. But I,
0: but I, I didn't. I was I behaved myself. Which is <laughs> yeah. So did did you
1: have to do a lot of research for? the historical part yes I did loads and loads of research I mean when you get to the end you'll see that I've mentioned some research books there um I read a lot of journals I read one uh by a governess um in Jane Austen's era which is slightly later but it was so so helpful just to get into Philippa's head and get an idea of what her daily life was like and I read a journal by a few journals by a woman called Hester Piozzi who was a blue stocking who uh, the inspiration for Lady Cordelia's character and that was really helpful as well because um, she wrote about her journey to Italy and I got some ideas from that um, so you will have already been to Venice if you're near the end and there's a convent, yes. in, yeah. there's a convent in Venice and I got that from Hester Piozzi's diaries because she stayed in a convent I thought brilliant I can use that and you you know how I've used it I worked at a country house as a volunteer for a bit as well um near me just to get an idea of what it'd be like to volunteer at a country house because that's what Rachel in the present day does and that was really really helpful um so yeah and I've read so many books uh but diaries and journals always really help to get into the head of those historical characters to try and imagine what their daily life is like what they get up and do every day what they eat what they wear who they see how they travel all of those things so yeah yeah, it's quite helpful
0: and I I think it's interesting because it comes across as being you know quite a you know I, I believe it when i when I yeah. read it, I, I oh, can good. imagine that, the, that, you, that you've got the got the things right. Not that I'm a historian at all, but just from one's gen- general knowledge about yeah. these kinds of things, yeah, it, it certainly fits in well. And uh, so, tell me about your love of Venice, then, because somewhere I've been a lot in yes, my life. Have you? And 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 I and behind me, you can see a picture of Venice. Oh, wonderful! It's got my my drawing boards up at the moment, but um, yeah, I love Venice. It's of Venice. It's one of the few places that I don't feel homesick
1: in. I always kind of wish I. Just, I always think I, I'd like can't to get live enough here. Of it, can you really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could do a nice writing retreat there in a little apartment for a month or so, oh, let one let's of the go yes, let's, that let's, let's go together.
0: Yes, let's go together, Anita. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, if you could
1: afford it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I know. It'd be so nice. Yeah. So you'll see, you will have seen at the beginning of the book. There's a photo of me in Venice, age eight, I think seven or eight and that was my first trip to Venice with my parents they loved Italy so we used to go every summer um we used to drive there through France and Switzerland and over the St Bernard Pass and so I sort of grew to love Italy from a very early age you know and I ended up studying Italian at university um which I sort of dreamt of doing on those trips to italy i used to hear italian and i i loved french at school um and so i always wanted to do french and italian at university from quite an early age you know yeah and uh, yeah
0: lived,
1: well it is it is it too. is a
0: remarkable remarkable city so tell me anita um what's your next thing you've got this book out it's it's in the world it's it's doing quite nicely what's your work in progress now what you're working on I'm working
1: on another dual timeline set during the second world war in a country house in the Surrey hills and that's inspired by the house I volunteered at actually and uh Italy again so the combination I quite like the combination of country house and Italy so I'm working on that at the moment and bringing it out next year. And um, I'm at that stage where I'm trying to get the plot to come together. To behave for structural yeah. edits, which yeah. is not easy, are, are, is it?
0: Are, are you a plotter or a pantser? I'm a
1: pantser, which is not helpful. Are you I need not helpful. to it's, quick,
0: it's quicker, quicker to do it the other way. I mean, yeah, I, I'm a bit of both, but but really, as I've got older and I've written more, I I, I need plot, to plot more. Now. more.
1: Yeah. I, get, I always have an yeah. idea in my head of where the story is going. Um, but I realised with all of my books, the first draft, I basically threw away and wrote almost a different book with just kind of the original idea in there somewhere. It's almost like I don't know why I do that, but perhaps I could get away from doing that. I'd produce more books more quickly.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: well, I think, I think <laughs> this is the
0: thing, isn't it? You know, it's it's all about having... Having a few out there, if you know, if you want to make some yeah, money from it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely, yeah. I, th- I think it's yeah. Mm, I mean, I I plot on. Um, I use uh, I'm trying to think what it is. Scrivener, looking down the bottom of my computer. I haven't I use used Scrivener. That. Would you recommend it? Yeah, I I really like it. I can't write in Scrivener because I hate to say it, but I I'm not really. I'm I'm recording this on a MacBook Pro yeah. which is a great little thing and actually this is my little computer for dragging around with me if I go away or anything. Yeah. Um helpful. and it, it's it's a great little thing and I've got the Scrivener on there and I use the corkboard facility which is a bit like sticky notes yeah. really and you can remember it's a that really work. good yeah. it's a really good planning thing mm. that you can use and I I don't think it's too expensive to buy and stick on your computer I, do, I believe you can get it for word. So what I tend to do is I I plan it in the scribe and then and then I write, w- write on what write on word. There's another computer behind yeah. in front of this computer. This is just a yeah know, I've got a bigger bear here and I use I do a lot of artwork, so I've got a big graphics tablet hooked yeah. up to it. So it's um it works. But I find the scribble is quite nice because um because I've got it on the little laptop that I kind of drag around with me. You can. You can take yourself off somewhere and yeah. have a little plan, have a little yeah. think, or, yeah.
1: you know, if, if, you're,
0: if you're, I mean, you're. I do you that know. with
1: a pen and paper in cafes quite a lot. Um, I have a little notebook I take, and, you know, I might be writing that morning. I think, okay, I just want to work out the next scene I'm going to work on, or how to make the scene that I just wrote a bit better, or just write something to do with my book. And just, I find that I come up with quite good stuff with a pen and paper you know and just sitting somewhere with a coffee yeah. with some headphones in a bit of music um that works quite well
0: yeah yeah I I quite like the well for me I like a keyboard I mean I've got notebooks around about like a keyboard because I am dyslexic so the, oh, so the keyboard you, yeah. you don't have to battle with my horrendous Writing and uh, sometimes <laughs> I can't read the pen and paper stuff back, you know, because yeah. sometimes it's so garbled up. But the but of course the computer tidies it up and spells yes. it and does things like that, which makes it a bit easier for me. Yeah. So no, I really would recommend the old Scrivener. Um, hmm. I, I think it's I think it's a really good tool. I can't write in there. I can't be doing with it.
1: I don't know why. I have horror stories I use it. about people losing stuff. It's saving yeah. one version or something like that, and that sort of put yeah. me off.
0: <laughs> I no i had a I haven't friend had who that problem. happened
1: to
0: yeah i haven't had a problem with that but but uh I, I just find it odd you know i'd rather write in word because that's what i'm used to but yeah. yeah happy days yeah well i think whatever gets you you know over the hill or down the road or whatever
1: keeps you going and, i think whatever keeps well, going because yeah i don't know about you but early on when i started writing i used to do a lot of stopping and starting i think when i didn't have as much confidence whereas now i know that i can complete a novel um i sort of on a bad day i carry on and just keep going and keep going and then yesterday i had a really good day after a few days of feeling like it wasn't working Yesterday i had a really good day because i had a thought that popped into my head the night before because i've been working on it every day your subconscious starts to solve the exactly. problems automatically yeah. But you've got yeah. to be in it to for that to happen. I think yeah. it's when you stop. Yeah. I'm so afraid of stopping now. I don't have more than one day off a week because yeah, no, don't stop. And you people. come out <laughs> the story <laughs> once you yeah. come out that story. Yeah. It's so hard to get back into it. It takes ages, doesn't it? You've got to stay in it, even if you're just doing a little bit a day.
0: Yeah. And I think you're right. I think your subconscious does deal with the problems. It's interesting how that happens. And I I often find that when I come to my writing and I sit down with it, I sometimes I don't know what I'm going to write. Yeah. But my subconscious does. And, And the point is, you don't you mustn't. I mean, you talk to a lot of people that are, you know, not professional writers who say, oh, you know, you know, I'm going to write a book when I feel like it well I'm sorry that's <laughs> not, not how, how it works, works. No. yeah uh, it, it's it's something that David Hockney said was was that he said when the muse visits and she yes. doesn't visit very often I want her to find me working
1: yeah
0: and that's because what it'll you've be got so much better you, you've got to be at the you've got to be there having a go at it and, and I think sometimes writing rubbish is part of the, yeah Part of the process, deleting Absolutely. stuff is part of the process, and you have, you know, you're
1: not going to be in this great mood and you know, no. fabulous stuff all the time. A lot of this, well, for me personally, no. a lot of this, I mean, a lot of it's junk. I've written about five different openings to the book I'm working on, and uh, mm. that stuff will be used in a different place. Like I got to know my present-day main character's mother that way, so I thought, now I know her, yeah. that's going to be helpful. And I write, bring her in later. And yesterday I did, I think, what is the best opening out of all of them. I finally worked it out where the story needs to start, because I think it's so important you get that right so that you can carry on properly. So now I'm sort of, you know, putting the thread through the rest of the book from there and sort of just thinking about what the book is trying to say because sometimes you find you're just writing a scene and these things are happening and they're doing these things and they're going on a journey or something but nothing is really happening and I have to think what was the point in this scene you know why is it, yes, why am i always. writing it does yeah. it need to be here yeah. so there's a lot yeah. of that thinking goes yeah. on
0: yeah and I, and I think I think we all overwrite over over describe and put put a lot of things in that we we don't really need need to know exactly what they did and and I find this a little bit with researcher. Yeah, I had a I had a thing um, where I did, one of my characters was going to, was going to be skinning a rabbit, yeah. and so I looked up all these videos and I worked out exactly how she was going to skin this rabbit.
1: Yeah,
0: and then I wrote the skinning of the rabbit, and then when I came back to it a couple of months later, I looked at the skinning of the rabbit and thought. Nobody wants to read this. Nobody no, cares. No, no, exactly.
1: and, and I cut
0: it all out. And all it says is she's skinning a rabbit <laughs> on the table. It just happens. And she puts the, it she puts the knife down and carries on talking to the person. And I thought, well, I really do know how to skin a rabbit, Anita, yeah. but I don't need I don't need to know how
1: to. Skin no, a I know. And I think I think that's the search.
0: yeah. I think we get we go down literally down the rabbit hole, and I think yeah. sometimes we need to, you know, not not do that, you know.
1: Yeah, I think definitely. once you know that that's what you have to do, it's not so bad, is it? I think early on when you're writing, you sort of feel annoyed if you take a scene out or something because you think you put so much time into it. But now I understand that's just what happens. That's just part yeah. of the process, isn't it?
0: And also, as you were talking about earlier on, you were saying about, you know, sometimes I you know, I had a bad day, I had a good day yesterday, I had a bad day the day yeah. before. Well, you know, some days you feel like you're everything is rubbish and yeah. you know you're you're not very good at this and yeah. the same with the marketing you think well you know why am I bothering and all the rest of it and another day you'll and have, good you have day a really good day and yeah. it's just it's just the, down thing it's like life yeah. really <laughs> yeah it's exactly like real life yes exactly yeah. and I think you just have to take it on I, I understand the process more as a as an older writer I understand yeah. that this is this is You know, it is what it is,
1: and you're gonna
0: have, don't you? I think, yeah. So, Anita, I also understand that you're a social media expert. Has this been a help to you? Well, obviously, it's been a help to you. Tell me about that.
1: Well, it has been helpful when it's come to promoting this book because I had the confidence to do it. I spent uh eight years, I think, working for authors, helping them with their social media, done a lot of training, I've done a lot of courses. And I've done social media on behalf of authors when their books have been launched as well. And it's been really nice doing it for my own book. You know, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think I think we know some authors in common. I know Sue Moorcroft's
0: been on really? the been on the podcast. A couple of people that I She's saw. She's a really, on really the, good friend. Website. I'm seeing her tomorrow. She's- Oh, well, there you go.
1: You, yeah, I mentioned it the... I've, I've, I've been on,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, she was delightful. And, and, and there was a few other people on there, and I thought, oh.
1: She's really good at stuff like this as well.
0: Yeah, she's on it, and yeah. I think that's the thing. And I think sometimes with the social media, people faff. Yeah. But I think you've got to t- use it as part of your job, really. Think, you know. yeah.
1: To...
0: What's a nugget
1: of advice? Um, you'd give? I mean, something I've realised, I mean, I kind of knew it really. I mean, social media obviously is good for building relationships. I've definitely sold books through social media, but Amazon ads and Facebook ads, if you're self-published, I'm sure you have to run them as well. You've got to think about those um, and running those if you're going to sell any books, really. Um, Yeah, I've been playing with Amazon ads and Facebook ads and sort of trying to get it to a balance where, Amazon ads eat money. I found compared to Facebook yes. ads. Yeah. Uh, get yeah. I heard that Facebook ads are kind of a better value for money. Um. So I've sort of got it to a level where I'm paying for Facebook ads. They're working quite well, and I'm not paying as much for the Amazon ads as I was. And I really just want to bring that cost down and maybe just increase it at certain times. Um. Like if I reduce the price or something like that, or. I've also noticed, I don't know if you've seen this or if it's just me, I seem to sell more books weekends, especially bank holiday weekends and evenings. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Perhaps that's when more people are downloading books. Yeah, and I think that? that's when
0: people are. yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely bank holidays. The bank holiday any, weekend any... had a lovely
1: yeah. uh, spike in sales. Yeah, yeah. Um, so all these things you learn as you go, don't you? And it's quite interesting, really.
0: Yeah, I think uh, well, I think you're
1: right. I'm not running
0: any any paid ad campaigns at the moment. I'm just sort of leaving it sat there for a minute while I yeah. I think so, it's all right. Sometimes you need a little Around bit of a break from it. Yeah. Yeah. And, but but as I bring out my new thing, I'll be kicking that up, yeah. you know, to yeah. to get it to get it going. Yeah, I think it's well, it's it's a perennial problem you know the the whole marketing thing you know yeah. I, I often talk to people about the about the marketing um did you um i always ask people about anita anita i'll probably get you back on the podcast to have a we oh, well thrash out the whole marketing thing okay <laughs> that'd be cool because <laughs> because i think that's what people often want to hear about yeah um yeah but I'm tips? just going to ask you about about your book covers. Um, and yeah. I really like this book cover. I see you. I see you've uh, published it with Ingram Spark, and it's got a really yeah. nice. quality. I sent you the
1: Ingram Spark one. You've got the nice yeah. one. Yeah, I made yeah. sure you well, had thank that. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I made yeah. sure you had one of uh, the nice one. That
0: they are slightly nicer than yeah. the K, KDP. It's it yeah. the quality.
1: Yeah yeah slightly better the KVD one hasn't come out too badly the color has come out slightly differently though for some strange reason i'm not sure if that always happened that that one's more orangey um but the quality of it i mean that's the one that would go in the bookshops as you know if the bookshops are interested in stocking it (laughs) which they don't really seem to be and that's fine um no Have, have you have you approached bookshops yes i have been in to you and there seems to be an issue with print on demand they're not really interested and it's fine do you know what I make more money from ebooks and so it's not like even if I went and did a signing in a bookshop I kind of worked out even if I sold 20 copies which probably be best case scenario what I make 10 pounds you know yeah what is in it for me exactly what so yeah I might get a photo make a tiktok so i get something from that or look at me signing this book in this bookshop perhaps that will give me some credibility but actually is it worth my time is it worth me spending a whole Saturday sitting there no I'm not going to make much money out of it so I think I'm not going to pursue it perhaps I might if the book sells starts to sell more I mean it's selling yeah. quite well yeah. at the moment but if it took off then maybe I'd try bookshops again but did,
0: did I just you put it in the... don't see
1: it as a good use of my time really at no. the moment did you did you put it in the Spark catalogue well I, I I'm assuming that it goes in there doesn't it just automatically no. that's what I was oh, told oh,
0: <laughs> oh, right. It, I oh. <laughs> oh right only if you pay for it I think oh
1: I'm not bothered. yeah because as yeah. I said it's quite expensive it's quite expensive make. to do that I think yeah. because my book is quite long as well and the printing costs are quite expensive. I think last time I looked at Ingram Spot, my profit would be fifty-nine P for a book, for a, a yeah. paperback. Um, yeah. well, is it it's not very much, is it really? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know if it's worth pursuing that. I think the ebooks and the Kindle Unlimited is kind of the best model for me thought to yeah, make any
0: me, money me too. yeah me too unfortunately you know the kdp's got us by the short and curlies really <laughs>
1: yeah. but yeah. I, I'm, I'm quite i feel quite grateful for the opportunity though the only thing i will yes. say is yeah. they wait quite a long time to pay you your for, first payment um i think it's 60 days after the end of the month of when you're yeah. first published so i'm not going to get my first yeah. payment till june but then yeah, you but
0: it's quite numbers. nice when that starts kicking I in. I am and looking forward to and then you go, oh, increase. and then it comes in, and you think, oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah but, but then some months, some they're, months are they're awful. happy to take your money yeah. for
1: Amazon ads straight away, though. And I think they should yeah. look at that. If they're going to wait that long to pay you your first payment, then they should wait that long to charge you for the Amazon ads, because that you really need to be setting up Amazon ads during that initial period, especially. So they're expecting you to already have this budget for ads before the book yeah. launches, which I hadn't really anticipated in my budget, you know, everything else, the cover design, everything else was taken care of. but mm. Hadn't really thought about budget for ads.
0: Yeah. I think it's, I think it's tricky.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, and, unfortunately you do have to you know get a bit of a budget and a, and um and also budget your time yeah to, to do this I mean ad, the ads take a, a hell of a, a hell of a
1: while where did you learn the ads did you do um, I, I don't spend doors? a lot of time on them I I, I mean no. I've done ads I've done a lot of Facebook ads over the years on my marketing like promoting yeah. courses and stuff and the Amazon ads I sort of kind of worked out a way to get them working a little bit and I could put more time into it. But at the moment, I don't want to spend that time on it. But maybe at a later date, I might sort of look into them more. Because there are lots of special things you can do with the Amazon ads. They're very complicated if, you know, you want them to be, <laughs> aren't they? Um, and they're yeah, books about think- them and everything. Um, but I find the automatic... I had one automatic one that worked amazingly well. And I couldn't believe it. It was just... I had another automatic one, you know, where you just set it up and it does yeah, it on its own. Yeah, I know. I had yeah. another automatic one um, before that that just did nothing. But then I thought I'll try the automatic one more time, and it just took off. And I thought, oh, this is good, so I sort of kept it going, kept feeding it money. When it's sort of monitoring them, and if you can see they're working, feed them a bit more money, especially at weekends um, when you can see if you can see the sales are coming in increase the budget that day usually because you can see it's working you know yeah so I think you've got to monitor them though quite closely yeah do do you would you say that you look at it every day oh god yes (laughs) yeah yeah I mean I'm monitoring it all quite closely at the moment because I'm learning it's quite a big learning curve isn't it when you first self-publish I'm looking at it all quite a lot and thinking about strategy and how can I sell more books and uh, there are lots of things you can do aren't there like kindle countdown deals i have the option to do another one of those soon because as you know probably you can only do them a month after the previous one
0: mm-hmm. so
1: that i found that really good last time i did that and i think it's well worth doing the kindle countdown deal mm.
0: um
1: yeah
0: yeah no i think i think it's good it's good to well i think I think sometimes people think they're going to set this up and it's just going to roll. But no. unfortunately it, you've got to keep going. It's a bit like social media. You've, you've got to be on it on. all the time. You've got, to, you've got to be on it. You haven't thought about TikTok shop. I've just set up that. I hand, haven't. I'm just, because... I'm just getting that going.
1: I'll Have let you, you know. You've post it yourself. How... <laughs> you've got, is it posting?
0: You've got to post your own books then. I yes. You yes made kind of, a yeah, profit. yeah. Yeah. Yes. Because you, um, I'm kind of doing it on the, Fact that I'm posting the book, but I'm giving a few bits with it. So oh. you know, you get a bookmark, you really get some art, to know how that artwork, went. and some bits and pieces. um Well, it's not going at all at the moment. I can't get, I can't get the darn thing to click <laughs> in and work. Or you know, it, it's I mean, quite a glitchy, glitchy app. I think at the moment. For, yeah, I mean,
1: anything where I've got to go to post office and post stuff, I do think I've got to be making a lot more than normal to be actually having to do that to wrap stuff up. Yeah. And, but um, maybe further down the line. I, 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 was, I was hoping my husband was going to yeah. do oh, it. Yeah. Oh, look, you can get thought, someone else to do it. This Great. Will,
0: <laughs> this will be a little job for you. You could just pack then that that's stuff fine up in the morning. Delegate, then... Yes, that was, that was kind of my plan. <laughs> Not that I've discussed this yeah. with him at all, but, but I'm kind of thinking... <laughs> I think he's, he's quite neat in everything he does. You know, I'm I'm kind of thinking, I wonder if we got going, but anyway, I haven't got it to work at all. So, you know, it's all very much hypothetical. I've got everything ready. I've got stock. I've got bookmarks. I've got artwork. I've got bits and pieces. I've got stickers for the children's books and, um, is it? Is the shop working? No. Have I sold anything? <laughs> no. Maybe. <laughs> so it's, I'm like...
1: expecting once you've got it going, you'll make a TikTok about it and tell because that would be a successful TikTok if you explain how it works, won't it? Because everyone will want to watch that.
0: There's there's nothing out there to try and find out how to hang it together as a no. indie author. No. Yeah. What would be your advice for authors on social media, Anita?
1: the aim is to get as much engagement as you can now people who just drop into twitter and they post some stuff and they disappear again no you've got to talk to people you've got to stick around you've got to retweet other people's stuff if they retweet for you if you want that the support from people you've got to say thank you um and you've got to try and post something interesting that your potential readers would want to see you know mm. um Uh, that's it really is is sort of dropping in and out which some people do you can't really expect much from that actually no no I think
0: they forget the social in the social media yeah 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 absolutely and and I've found over the years with for myself that the whole um that you know that uh, especially when I was kind of I mean my husband's retired a lot, you know, last year so he's around but before that you know you'd spend days and days on your own you know yeah from the you know morning and evening yeah yeah you know, when when people re-arrived and the social media was really good for kind it, of it did help me chat.
1: when my son yeah. started school and I suddenly felt a little bit lonely and I, I hadn't quite decided what I was going to do and I started a blog and joined twitter and everything and met all these writers and then met some of them in person, like Sue, um, who we mentioned earlier, Sue Moorcroft. And yeah, I've made so many friends through it, you know. Yeah. Anita, where can people find you online? AnitaChapman.com is my website. Um, and I'm Neets Chapman, N-E-E-T-S, Chapman, on basically everything. I changed it so that it matched everywhere. So Facebook page is Facebook.com slash Chapman. Twitter's Neitz Chapman, Instagram and TikTok also Neitz Chapman. Brilliant.
0: So it's been lovely to talk Thank to you.
1: you very much for inviting
0: me. So lovely to talk to Anita about her book, The Venice Secret, and um, nice to talk to her generally. Uh, so Anita's obviously very knowledgeable about the whole book marketing, sorting out your social media stuff, and, and I've asked her to come back on so that we can just focus on that. So look out for that episode. So Anita Chapman will be coming back on in a couple of weeks and, um, you know, we'll be talking about the whole book marketing and how to how to get your act together for that kind of thing and manage your social media platform. So that's that for the future. So next week, my guest is Martin Dukes. We'll be having a, a big, long chat about his writing. I'm looking forward to that. I see him quite often on TikTok doing quite funny things and um, he's always got a real um uh, what's the word? Uh, a very honest approach to his his whole TikTok thing, which I quite like. And I'm sure he's going to be a great, a great guest to talk to on the podcast. OK, so that's it from me then. So um, have a good week. Uh, you can find uh, the links in the show notes for all Anita's stuff, her website and uh, link to her book. And uh, and you can find me, um, DJ Bowman Smith at com. And you can also find me as a children's author at www.tigermolly.com. Okay, that's it then. Until next time, this has been the Words and Pictures Podcast. Bye bye.